Many of us feel as though we're failing at everything at the moment. If we're chatting to friends every chance we spend some of that time, reassuring them that they're doing great, that this is a strange time and just getting through it is good enough. But do you talk to yourself in such a compassionate tone? Hello, I hope you're having a good day and I'm really glad you've joined us for today's episode. I'm talking to Dr. Sinead Lynch today. Now, Sinead is a counselling psychologist and senior clinician with Jigsaw. And throughout her career, she's had a special interest in something called compassion-focused therapy and emotion-focused therapy. Both of those essentially encourage us to allow all feelings and thoughts as part of our human experience. It sounds lovely when I say it like that, allowing ourselves to be as we are, to meet ourselves with compassion. But you know it can be easier said than done. Many of us have a pretty critical inner voice that can be quite harsh, quite judgmental, and that can be even more amplified than usual at the moment because we're all out of our comfort zones. So we're in the process of adapting to a new normal. There's a bit of trial and error trying to establish a new structure, maybe, or manage changed working or caregiving arrangements. If you have a tendency to beat yourself up a bit or criticise yourself for not doing something as well as you would like to have done it, chances are you have a pretty vocal inner critic. It's definitely something I identify with in a big way. And so too does Sinead. I feel like I'm naturally a busy person or a productive person or I'd have quite a strong inner critic around telling myself to do things. And I'm really trying to take this time as nature's mother earth, whatever way you want to describe it as a way to give myself permission to slow down. And I'm really trying to go with that. And so as much as that can make me feel guilty at times because it's a pandemic, I just try to go with the flow as much as possible, which mm. sounds a bit floaty, but um, I'm giving myself the permission to try and relax a bit. I think a lot of us feel like we're failing all the time at the moment, particularly for people who are trying to still do a really good job whilst working remotely, take care of maybe older parents, maybe even take care of kids, try and do homeschooling. Like a lot of people are spinning a lot of plates and feeling Mm. like they're not managing to keep any of them up. Can you talk a little bit about what the inner critic is really and how how it can surface at times like this? I think even the phrase the inner critic has become a little bit more used in common conversation. For me, I came very much in touch with this self-critic that probably told me to be productive and be busy. And maybe a lot of my own worth was based on how much I got produced or how much I got done. And Mm. so for me personally, it was about tracing back when did that kind of begin and whose voice was it? And again, no blame in terms of parents, but actually just realizing that, yes, Maybe I had one very busy parent who never sat still, never enjoyed reading the newspaper and just taking it easy. Um, And maybe I adopted some of those ways and maybe that's kind of a learned behaviour. We don't all have to have a, a reason of where this came about. I think really just becoming aware that actually, yes, I do talk to myself in quite a critical way. So like that, if you're mentioning people who are juggling many different things at the moment, Are they becoming aware that actually their thoughts to themselves? So I suppose that's what an inner critic is like. It is a thought to myself that I'm not doing enough. Often it's I should be doing more. I shouldn't be doing that. What's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? And these are all thoughts. So it's like a dialogue that we have with ourselves that 
um, is critical. It's it's harsh. Like you wouldn't necessarily turn around to someone else and say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Why can't you do more? You should be this. You should be that. Now, some people listening might say, no, that sounds exactly like my husband or my wife. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's to step away and to become aware of it within yourself. So I think that's just the first point. It's like, actually, do I talk to myself quite negatively and critically? And do I do so at times when I'm already down? Like, why am I pushing myself down? Everything that's coming at us, it feels like it's a really noisy time. So I imagine it becomes even more difficult then to catch those thoughts. It just becomes a dialogue. We don't even really hear it or notice that we're doing it. With young people that I work with, I often say, try to take the astronaut view. So it's like, try to be that meta thinking. You, you know, you're, you've actually stepped away from your thoughts. You're more than your thoughts and your feelings. And we know this about ourselves, but it's about saying, actually, I'm going to be a little astronaut now and I'm going to look down at myself and look at this dialogue that I'm having with myself. And as you said, because it's so noisy at the moment, it's very hard sometimes to, to pause and to catch doing that. Mm. And I guess that's where taking a breath and that's where the physical body the physical lungs can actually help you catch catch yourself and take that astronaut view what kind of damage can it do to us to continue to not allow I mean that even sounds judgmental in itself I'm continuing to allow this inner critic but you know what I mean like yeah. what if it if it's left unchecked what kind of damage can it do to us it's so hard to know that you're allowing it without realizing that it's happening mm-hmm. but I think it's about kind of saying, actually, I'm not feeling great in myself. Like the damage that it does do to it is self-esteem. It's it's you know, it can be a depression. Um, It can be low mood, persistent low mood. I mean, this is this is the damage that our thoughts in that negative way can can have on ourselves. And it's you know, it's about stepping back and saying, actually, like what's happened and it's often the phrase now in in therapy it's not what's wrong with you it's what's happened to you and maybe what's happening is that you have this very strong inner critic that's constantly chastising you and telling you you should be doing more and it's just about going oh wow okay now that I know this I can try and do something about it so it's very hard to to try and do anything about it when we don't know so even people listening now hopefully will be able to say actually do I do that and maybe that is contributing to my low mood or to you know feeling angry or feeling hurt or feeling low. Do you have an exercise or a practical sort of um, I don't know would it be a guided meditation or something that you could maybe share with us that would might help us do that especially if we're not practiced at doing it? You know, I'm, I even load to sometimes use the word meditation because I think we can have this preconceived idea of what a meditation is and that it should be at least 10 minutes and I should sit silently and my mind shouldn't do anything and I should just be still <laughs> like a vegetable. And it's like, no, none of those things are easy to do. And it's not, you know, your meditation, if you bring your attention to your breath on an inhale and an exhale, that's a meditation in itself. So what I will try to share is I work primarily with young people. And when we're talking to to young people, it's about it's not just about noticing maybe just the inner critic, but it's saying, well, how could I replace that with a kinder thought? So it's not just how how can I be kind to myself? I'll go out and buy shoes. Well, actually, we can't really do that right now. So (laughs) maybe I will change the inner critical voice that's telling me I should do something to a more compassionate one. And yes, we can all logically think of how do you say something kind how do you say something kind to a friend or oh, I'd probably say I'll oh, go easy on yourself or or you know don't stress so much or take take it handy but in actual fact in order to to really feel this way towards ourselves we we need to kind of cultivate that compassion so what I just suggest maybe is um 
bringing just an awareness to your breath. And the only reason we do this is to, to still the mind. So like I said, maybe take an inhale in through your nose, exhale through your mouth, and maybe try it again a couple of times. Inhale through your nose, and exhale through your mouth. And again, inhale. And exhale. And just continuing that as I speak, you'll notice that even your own body is, is relaxing. It's the oxygen. Likewise, when we concentrate and we give our mind a task to concentrate on our breath, it's very hard to let it wander to other things. So just as you slowly do that, I want you to just try to call to mind someone who makes you feel loved. And usually when this happens, we tend to have a slight smile on our face or um, even bring a slight smile to your face as you're visualizing. It's probably easier with your eyes closed as well. And this this person or this thing can be an animal. Um, it doesn't have to also be a living person. It can be someone who's deceased or it can be someone who was once in your life and maybe is no longer in your life. But the sense that I want you to feel is that, yes, they do make me feel loved. And to add to that, maybe try and add, do they have a pet name for you or a sweet name for you? Um, so it can even be more like an adjective or a darling or a sweetheart or love. Um, or could be your, your name, shortened or abbreviated or something that's loving. And just even breathing in now, thinking of that person and that pet name. As we're going through this difficulty at the moment, and as maybe you've caught some of your inner criticism, maybe just bring to mind, what would this person say to you in order to ease your suffering? So compassion is having an awareness of suffering and then wanting to ease that suffering. So what would they say? Would it be something like, go easy on yourself, pet, or take care of yourself? So whatever it is, and at any moment during the day, this is what I mean about kind of meditation, at any moment during the day, just try to call to mind that phrase that you've now thought of. And maybe, you know, we're not doing it long enough for you here to really cultivate that, but maybe even after this, you could breathe, visualize this person, think of the pet name and what they would say to you. And then use that on a daily basis to actually be the replacement of the critical thought. So you've noticed you're busy, you've noticed you're telling yourself what you should be doing, and then all of a sudden you catch it. And then you try to replace it with go easy on yourself, pet, or whatever it is that works for you. And now just kind of breathing in, letting that flow through you and exhaling out. You'll even maybe feel a more sense of calm. And that's kind of a way to cultivate compassion. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, I really struggle to keep my inner critic in check. And what I love about that exercise that Sinead just shared with us is that it sort of takes the pressure off us having to go from being critical with ourselves to being totally compassionate in one movement because you know, frankly, that would be impossible and inevitably we'd end up beating ourselves up for not being able to do it because that's how that rolls. Instead, it lets us tap into the compassion someone else feels for us and that we feel from them and cultivate that and use it to just 
quieten the critic and over time amplify our compassion for ourselves. I really hope you found it as useful as I did and that you'll take it with you into your day. Remember what we agreed in episode one of this podcast series, getting through this and aiming for good enough is all we need to do. Take care. Talk again tomorrow. And in the meantime, mind yourself. You can keep up to date with this podcast and find new episodes each day on rte.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health at the moment, please access helpline information at rte.ie forward slash helplines.